You are listening to Hound's Tooth Heroes. Merry Christmas! Some call us the Integrated Sports Taco. Now you can find us on our new webpage, houndstoothheroes.com, where we are happy to announce that Wild Bill Wingsauce and Druid City Brewing have joined our effort as sponsors. I am Greg Dawkins, and I am joined, as always, by my friend and co-host, Ellis Metz. Tell our listener about our webpage, Ellis Metz. Well, i got to say, dropping the sponsors' names already made us sound very fancy, and I will confirm we are very fancy. Very. Uh, houndstoothheroes.com, a wonderfully built website, all kinds of mobile capabilities, uh, aforementioned advertisements. We cover lifestyle, things we love, including leather growler holders. Mm-hmm. You should check those out. Uh, obviously, the podcasts are still there. We're now joined by our friend Ben Litvin, a.k.a. Professor Ben, a.k.a. The Professor, mm-hmm. who is enlightening us all about the intricacies of Lane Kiffin's mind. It's a scary place. And, uh, and, and I've got to give a shout-out to our web designer-in-residence and noted Pitt Panther, Ian Petty, who built this thing. Guy's a genius. And a shout-out to the Pitt recruiting class. They finished 30th. Today, uh, 3-0. 3-0. I think they're still, uh, yeah, double digits. That must be weird. But <laughs> I think they're still a little butthurt, understandably so, about one Robert Foster. Oh. You remember that? I do. Just the saddest, but. Or Pittsburgh. I'm sure he'll make the field for us here in a couple of years. One, one day, one day, yeah. one day. Also on the webpage, you will find cocktails and beer recommendations from time to time. And there is a hot one up right now, a smoking Ooh. hot recommendation. But speaking of, what are you drinking, Ellis Nuts? Well, that's funny you should ask. The, uh, the smoking hot recommendation you just talked about is for one Hop Slam from Bell's Brewery. Uh, scientists have proven it to be the greatest beer ever brewed. I think it was mentioned in the Bible once or twice in 2 Corinthians, maybe. Right. Uh, I'm sure. But I will say I'm not drinking that tonight. I have been calling my local liquor store, because we're Tennessee and have to sell high-gravity beer in liquor stores, uh, disguising my voice basically twice a day just to find out when they'll get it in. And then I was hit with some hard news yesterday that while they are getting it in, it's not coming until February 12th, which totally kills my plans for my February 11th Kanye West album release party that I had already sent out invitations for. Just, just where the hop slam was going to flow. The hop slam and the Kanye albums were going to be flowing, and now <laughs> I've got to so find a new nothing theme. Screams, nothing screams a hip hop release party like some nice Michigan IPA. <laughs> tell me about it, brother. What are you drinking tonight? Well, let me tell you. The uh, the Publix had La Croix. Yes, that is how you say it. Oh, you're talking about Lacroix. I am fancy. They had peach LaCroix on sale. So uh, as a two-for-one, 12-pack situation. So I'm drinking a bastardized version of the Moscow Mule, a delicious vodka, LaCroix, and ginger ale, and in a fantastic copper mug. Well, I love a Moscow Mule. I got to say, you and your LaCroix would fit in great on Colonial Drive there in Tuscaloosa uh, (laughs) among the sorority houses. Oh, go to hell. Uh, what? As always, I need to ask you, because from time to time, horrible things do happen to both of us. What is how horrible in your life, Ellis Metz? If only it were from time to time. Uh, in addition to my 
new newly rescheduled <laughs> album release party uh had a bit of a car accident and i had wait i had to save the date for that i'll go ahead and scratch that yes yeah it? get rid of that no hop slam what a car accident a, a bit of a car accident i was told actually by the insurance people to call it a collision oh. it was a collision uh in the cvs parking lot last night the solar rain in the solara and here's the worst part the solara doesn't have a freaking scratch i like took out a Volvo's door, and it's hard to take out a Volvo door. Right, they're they're, uh, they're like they're like known for that and stuff. Right, that's what they do. And yet, there we stood. I guess I was king of the mountain, and, and the freaking Solara just backed into a woman who I think had been drinking. But you know, who knows? Yeah, I'm not here to point fingers. Right. Uh, <laughs> so I am dealing with that, and uh, all that comes with it. What's horrible with you? Uh, I have nothing that can match that. I will wow. tell you that for sure. Thank so you. let's move on to the Crudapalooza, shall we? The Crudapalooza, a.k.a. Merry Crudemus. Merry Crudemus. And here's a question for you. Now, oh, that we've, now that we've wished each other a proper Merry Crudemus. Right. And I, didn't, I didn't get you anything, man. I'm sorry. But the card is in the mail. Yeah, yours is too. That's fine. Uh, how, did, how did we celebrate Crudemus before Twitter? And with that in mind, now that everything is revealed and discussed on Twitter, do you follow recruits who I will point out are 18-year-old, I'll say men, but that's a little generous, uh, and or current players? Huh. How did we celebrate this before Twitter? I guess, I mean, I guess we just read it in a newspaper like a poor. Like an AL.com's comment section? (laughs) I, I, God, I don't, I don't even know. I do remember reading about signings in a in a physical newspaper. Now that you say that, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I, I honestly could not tell you it's, what we did. No, the- it was sad and scary days. But here's what I want to point out: that I just can't get myself to follow any of these kids. And it's not because I feel bad doing it. I think we're all in solidarity that tweeting crutes is totally creepy. Right. Uh, following them is probably fine. But I just feel like even my Twitter handle popping up in their notifications is just a curse that I wouldn't wish on anyone, you know? Well, fine, Mr. High Horse. Um, I follow Blake Barnett because, as you know, I love Blake Barnett. Well, obviously, yes. Um, I think he's the only one I follow, but he was dropping some fire Twitter bombs today. And because you're too good to follow anybody, I I will tell you all about it. Uh, basically, he was dropping t- tweet bombs that I'm sorry if you if you were to, if you're not coming to Alabama because you're afraid to compete, then you're probably better off elsewhere. Ooh, yeah, went on and on about it. Uh, then he finally said, I-, "I got things to do. I done lit up Twitter too much." So you know, Blake Barnett was dropping some bombs, and it may have particularly applied to uh, one recruit in particular. Who was that? My, well, I, I'm not saying. Okay, okay, that's it, fine. Just, I'm not saying it necessarily applied to Jeffrey right, but it, but it totally applied to Jeffrey Simmons. Okay, who I want to get to, but let me first say, your boy Blake Barnett. We need to give a shout out to one Lance Barnett. Ah, yes, friend yes. of the program, Lance Barnett. Oddly enough, yeah, who is now favored in one of our tweets. So, yes, kind of a big father, deal. Father of my 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 crush, Blake Barnett. That's right. We're gonna have a lot of Twitter talk today. I'm realizing. Yeah, you should probably you should probably follow us on Twitter at HQ Heroes, and you would uh, probably know what we're talking about better. That's right. That's right. But you brought up Jeffrey Simmons. I did. Talk to me about what happened there. Well, okay. This. 
Jeffrey Simmons, now first of all, uh, he is a defensive lineman, sort of a beast of a defensive lineman. I yeah. don't remember his ranking, but I'm going to say it was top 10 in on as, as a D lineman. Uh, he was considering us. He was considering Ole Miss. We were projected to be his top two. I, I don't remember where he's from, but it's, it's somewhere in Mississippi. Uh, he shows up in, let me just tell you, he shows up in what I've described on the Twitter as a crimson tuxedo. And it was fly as hell. Mm. But as it turns out, it was not a crimson tuxedo. It was a maroon tuxedo. Oh, so the gosh. SOB commits to moo you. Who does that? Nobody does that. Mississippi State. No, yeah, nobody does that. And and speaking of things nobody does, uh, a video was released that is on our Twitter account of, I guess, the War Room, if you can call it that in Starkville. But that's Stark is the best I could call it, Starkville. Yeah, maybe the one room where they have a computer. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, it's a celebration that involves Dan Mullen sort of half-heartedly uh, squirting a bottle of, I said Dan Mullen half-heartedly squirting, a yeah, bottle that's, 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 of silly right string, like a can <coughs> of silly, silly string, string, and there's confetti flying through the air. Uh, it is, it's truly a bizarre scene, and I gotta say, hashtag embarrassing. Right. I mean, I remember my first five-star recruit. But you don't, do you? No, I really don't. I know it's there been was been so long. I don't remember it was it was you know four score and seven years ago, but I guarantee you there was no silly string or confetti. Yeah, yeah. But here's the thing about that. I mean, in all seriousness, and this is not sour grapes or you know, or like Blake Barnett said. I don't know if the kid didn't want to compete or if or if Moo you just you know blew their blew their recruiting wad on one guy. But if you're an iffy prospect. I get going there because you can get earlier playing time and whatnot. But if you're a five-star player and you can play on a team that is consistently a five, a top five defense that sends kids to the NFL, not just to the NFL, but in high rounds, why do you go there? I, I think it was the highest bidder. Hmm. I got to say, I think... Old Miss felt certain they had him locked in, probably because he had been accepting whatever uh, benefits they had right. thrown his way. Mm -hmm. And and Hugh Freeze was outbid, which rarely happens. I'm sure he no. gave. Yeah, I mean they've got they've, they've got big pockets down there, right? Huh. Well, outbid I by guess Starkville. I guess that's. I mean, like I said, judging from the rest of their recruiting class, however, uh, Mississippi State only opened their checkbook for this one guy, right? Maybe that's all that maybe that's all their balance would allow. I don't really know, but uh, nevertheless, uh, that uh, that fly crimson tuxedo was not crimson; it was maroon. And there you go. But nevertheless, uh, all is not for lost. Mm -mm. Currently, your crimson tide has checked in uh, as the number one once again the number one uh, recruiting school uh, on twenty four sevens composite ranking, number one on rivals. ESPN has a second, I believe. Yeah, I think that's right now. And I think that's what happened last year too. I don't think I don't. I think ESPN consistently has us lower than everybody else. I don't really know what that's about. Paul, right? Exactly. So it sort of breaks the string of, of five straight number one classes. Well, explain that. I will say that CBS Sports sent out a notification that said Alabama closes with the number one recruiting class 
for the sixth year in a row. We'll roll tide to that, son. Uh, having said all that, there, I mean, number one, number two, I mean, it's nice to be number one, but it doesn't really matter. Uh, there is a consensus about who the top teams are. Us, LSU, Florida State, Clemson, Ohio State, Ole Miss, Michigan, and Georgia seem to be head and shoulders above everyone else in this recruiting class. Yeah, and LSU in particular stood out to me. Um, I know Ole Miss nabbed uh, three five stars, which not suspicious yeah. at all. That oh, no, not at least. Yeah, there's but, a lot. There's there's a lot for an 18 year old, 300 pound black man to do in Oxford, Mississippi. I'll tell you that. Yes, um, LSU nabbed a nasty class. We'll see. It was it was weird competing. I got to say with uh, with Coach McElwain and Coach Smart this year. Yeah, okay, and LSU, one quick little bit of nugget about LSU. What they did was not particularly spectacular. Uh, what they did was uh, shut down Louisiana. Louisiana yeah, had finally. an amazing year of high school seniors. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it's not as though LSU went into Texas and Tennessee and, you know, and Florida and pulled out a bunch of amazing recruits. What they did was they just shut the barn door and nobody left Louisiana because what they had in state this year uh, you know, if Alabama had that in-state every year, we'd be number one. Well, of course, we are number one, but we wouldn't have any problems either. So what they did, while spectacular, is not remarkable because they were, I mean, when you are the only show in town in Louisiana, you ought to be getting those kids, and they did. No, you're exactly right, and it's pretty wild to go down their list because it's literally Denham Springs, Monroe, New Orleans... Montatrula, mm-hmm. New Orleans, Shreveport. I mean, it, yeah, you're, it's exactly what you said. There was a weird rumor that went around earlier today that Cam Cameron was leaving on signing day. I saw that. Yeah, and, not and much true. No, Les Miles denied it and said, "I literally have no idea what you're talking about." So, yeah, it, and then Cam Cameron, like, followed, yeah, Cam Cameron followed up by saying, "I'd never go anywhere. This is the best place <laughs> in the world." Now. Um, I'm, I'm glad you're happy where you are, but I've been to Baton Rouge. Yeah, anyone who's been there could argue that fact. Uh, it's almost just like the internet made stuff up, but that doesn't almost, seem right. Almost like that. That doesn't one seem quick, right. Okay, one quick note that I didn't, that I just read, and I don't know what to think about. There was a kid whose name I can't recall. He signed with Florida, and he was one of those. Let's go ahead and talk about that trend. He was one of those who said, I'm going to be playing for Florida for the next three years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, he apparently made that announcement, um, but Florida never gave him a letter of intent to sign. So oh, now he's no. going to junior college. Oh, no. I know. How sad for that, bro. But, yeah, there was a trend this year of I'm going to commit to X school for the next uh, three years. Your thoughts? Well, I mean, it's kind of concerning. doesn't concern me more than – a million other trends with today's recruiting society. Right. Apparently someone parachuted in. I'm not sure. Exactly yeah, I was wondering if we were going to discuss that. He, <coughs> he I'm not had, sure who it was. You may know about it, more about it than I do. It was like a four-star Ole Miss kid, and he had some fancy graphics. I got to say the video team did a fine job. And then he lands and like opens his jumpsuit, and it says Hottie Toddy on his shirt, and he does this really dorky, unnatural land shark that was awkward. Okay. Awkward. Uh, yeah, so that happened. Um but, you know, I mean, it's. I think there are a lot of kids, probably if we're talking three or four years ago, kids like Ryan Anderson say, I'll be here for the next three years. But right. I, obviously he's not going pro early and is still having a fine career. So well, exactly. it is what it is. Yeah, I and mean, we've got, and there's, 
one kid that we'll get to a little later who uh, just sort of jumped, jumped the shark on that trail. Yeah, I got a little mixed up. Yeah, it happens. Uh, final thing before we get into the X's and O's, who, assigned, who signed, who didn't. Did you see Hungover Burt Belema on the SEC Network? Maybe or, my favorite thing that happened all day today, actually. Right. Tell, 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 tell listener Fred about that. Okay. Dad, <laughs> great, you missed it. Uh, there's Burt on ESPN looking just ragged as hell. He's got bags under his eyes. Bush, Bush League. Uh, he's in like a sweatsuit, I guess, or a jumpsuit. I mean, just rolled out of bed. I mean, we, yeah, literally. We, we, I, don't don't try to tell me he wasn't. I know that look. I've had that look. Uh, so yeah, I, you know, he's he he's been on a bender, had three hours of sleep, and and now he had to go do some ESPN talking. We've been there once or twice. I feel you. Yeah. Uh, uh, but he he makes and just sort of passing says something about. Yeah, well, I guess Florida's the new Ole Miss this year. They, uh, they've done some things out on the recruiting trail that just kind of shock you. And he yeah. jumps a little bit when he says shock you. Mm-hmm. Like uh, he was actually being shocked right then and there. Yeah, they're yeah. doing some shocking things. Uh, and apparently he actually picked up the phone and called um, McElwain and Freeze to apologize for saying it. Did he really? Yeah, yeah. Because I don't know how you spin that into something pleasant on the phone. <laughs> But but that's what he said. I mean, I'm sure you pull up to a recruit's house and there's like an orange and blue Mustang out in the front lot. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it shocks you a little bit. Well, for the one for once, it's not red and blue, you know. Right, exactly. He was just surprised at the color change. Exactly. Oh, well, shocking, shocking. But you know, hey, Bert, uh, keep being you. You're a national treasure, bro. Never stop. All right, let's start with uh, the pickups in. Uh, Merry Christmas and the Crudapalooza. Let's start with the no-fly zone, yeah? That's right. For your Alabama Crimson Tide, some big pickups in the in the backfield. Yeah. Uh, you want to start? All right, we got, from what I understand, one Ellis Metz has uh, been, he claims he doesn't follow these people on the Twitter, right. but he has been stalking some Twitter accounts, and That's he's exactly going to rank right. them. That's pretty much uh, how I operate. In yeah, exactly. Let's start with Jerry Maiden. Uh, his, he's from Oklahoma. His family wanted him to stay home in Oklahoma. However, Alabama got in late in the process after he had decommitted from Oregon. So the 14th-ranked quarterback cornerback in the U.S. of A. Uh, has committed to the university. And this, by the God, is the gentleman in whose house Nick Saban wobbled. If you've not seen that video, you might want to uh, check out Nick Saban wobbling in the home of Jared Maiden. I don't know if it's weirder than it sounds or not as weird as it sounds. It's weird. Uh, I loved I loved your proper grammar there, in whose house Nick Saban wobbled. Uh-huh. Uh, did you see today that Gary Pinkle said, I went to college with Nick Saban, and I can tell you his dance moves weren't a lot better then. <laughs> but that was a great line. Something He's going to be a good commentator. I'm excited about that. Uh-huh, exactly. So you you stalked his account. Which yes, so Rank now it. to the most important part, how many stars did he get as a tweeter? A, right. A, a tweeting crew, and we'll call it a tweeter. Uh, so he is at Maiden II. He is Jared Maiden II. He's above 4,000 followers. i got to say, a pretty decent following. He has great use of today's acronyms and lingo, a lot of AFs, which, mm. which we love. Uh, right, yeah. Uh, yeah. Some, some FRFR, which if you're what? not hip, is for real, for real. Right. And you really well, agree that, with something. Is, is, are, we, are, are we still saying lit, or is that last 
Six months ago. You know, it's uh, you can kind of use it with some irony now. Okay, good, good, good. So I wouldn't say his Twitter account was lit, but if I'm like, hey, this podcast is lit, then right. it's, yeah. Lit Obviously, AF. it's not. Lit yeah, lit AF, if you will. Uh, <laughs> one thing I, that really, you know, you look when you're, when you're kind of uh, evaluating these recruits, you look for something that gives them an edge, that makes them the X factor. And what I really appreciated is that this whole time during his lead-up, he was tweeting at and retweeting Oklahoma fans who oh. were tweeting at him. So, so kind Never. of putting Never. the crew tweeters in their place. Outstanding. Really appreciate that. I'm giving this guy four stars as a tweeter. Right. Are we on? Are we on a four star system or a five star system? Oh, it's five stars. He's got oh. a four. All right, all right. Next up, Aaron Robinson. This uh, was a bit of surprise. He uh, was a Florida commit, and apparently, at the last minute. The three-star uh, cornerback, that is the 57th-ranked cornerback in the country, flipped uh, out of Deerfield Beach High School in Deerfield Beach, Florida. Tell me about Aaron Robinson's Twitter account. How are you thinking? <laughs> well, first I'll say, you think Coach McElwain was offended by this one? I don't care. He took our damn punter. That's our right. Kicker. This was all intervention. It was a kicker. It was about our kicker. He it was took a kicker Eddie with Pinera. swag, is who it was. I, I think he probably. I, I, I think he probably sent Saban probably sent a picture of Eddie Pinero and just scratched like suck it across. Are you it. mad, bro? Are you mad, bro? And faxed it to Jim McElwain. because <laughs> that's what I would have done. That's a I, nice thought. Um, so to the important part, his Twitter handle at a rob underscore four. Not a lot of originality there. Not really. It's no. something kind of you would expect out of Deerfield Beach. Right. Uh, his bio, University of Bama commit. Roll Tide. D- well, don't yeah. love University of Bama. He also, com- he also capitalized of, which I'm judging. Uh, <laughs> and then at the end of his bio, it says Amari with a heart emoji. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Where are you uh, right? <laughs> he, he, he lands at about 1,900 followers, and I got to say, not an impressive account. I'm going two-star here. Well, he is only a three-star recruit. So right, really yeah. yeah. Don't love that. But here's one I do expect a good bit of. Shaheem Carter of Kentwood, Louisiana. He is the ninth-ranked cornerback on early commit, but things got a little iffy with Shaheem after him, and uh, we're going to discuss in a minute, Nigel Knott visited Ole Miss on their last official, official bid, visit. And as things tend to go in Oxford, he, he sort of became an Oxford lean <laughs> yeah. after he visited Oxford. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, he stayed true to his commitment, and Shaheem Carter will end up in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Tell me about his Twitter account, son. You know, and i got to say, Twitter handle aside, I just love the name Shaheem Carter. Right? He is Shaik, Shaheem Carter Sr. Uh, coming oh. into his freshman year of college, which I really, really hope he make sure that that senior gets added to his jersey. You just don't see that a lot in the college game. You don't see a whole lot of seniors when there's a junior when you're 18. Right, but would be unique. Uh, His Twitter (laughs) handle is at SC5ERA, I guess, E-R-A, underscore, ERA. Right. Five ERA. Uh, Is the ERA of Shaheem, son. That's right. Okay, see, exactly. You're already making his case. Uh, He has... Above 2,600 followers. What really stood out with this guy was his emoji usage. A uh, lot of elephants, a lot of praise hand emojis, which you know I love. 
Oh, you do. Uh, uh, when he was dead from laughter, there were some skulls. He had died, obviously. Right. Uh, tons of retweets. Maybe, you know, borderline too many. I actually think the retweets may be a hindrance for his progression. Cool. Uh, cool. But lots of love for his kids. That They're mentioned in his bio. There is Twitter header. I got to say, four-star tweeter here. All right. All really right, nice I'll... effort. All right. And finally, uh, our last ranking of the day uh, of the no-fly zone kids, Nigel Knott out of Madison, Mississippi, the number, number five cornerback in the entire U.S. of A. This is kind of, an expect, this is kind of a surprise. His dad played at Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. His sister runs track at Mississippi State. Uh, the problem with this kid is while he is speedy as hell, he is short. Uh, I think he's 5'11", and so you put a 6'4 uh, wide receiver on him, and he's going to get burnt every time. So I don't know where he's going to play or what his role is going to be, but I don't see it being at corner, probably more of a safety. But nevertheless, tell me about his Twitter account, LSMS. Him's just a widow guy. Little bitty. Did he, uh, is he taller than Cyrus? Do you know? No. Okay, Nick Saban is taller than Cyrus. <laughs> okay, well. Uh, this, is, this is a legitimate observation I made when we were, they were like doing all the, you know, the graduating kids in a picture with Nick Saban. Wow. It's legitimately taller than Cyrus Jones. Okay, and we turned him in. It, it was a, a long bit of work, but we turned him into a serviceable. We did. We made. I mean, we we had our problems with Cyrus early in the year, but we worked with him, and finally Cyrus turned into something we could deal with. Okay, so there, there's plenty of upside for him on the field, but I got to say, I think he's already fulfilled a lot of his potential as a tweeter. He oh. is at NigelK09. Uh, one thing I love about his account, under location, it says University of Alabama commit. All right. So wherever he is, wherever, wherever, that, wherever that's he where he is. Wherever, wherever, to, to quote Randy Owen, wherever I lay my head, son. That's right. It's absolutely right, which we, we love out of these guys. Uh, also mentioned in his bio, and I don't know, I haven't viewed these, so they may be profane. I have no idea. But okay. he has 2.72 million loops on Vine. Damn. Yeah, those are the six-second videos, uh, so I don't know how many seconds are in 2.72 million. That's Seems like a lot. Right, I'm not good at math, but yeah. Uh-uh, yeah. He has more than 7,000 followers, and, and it's really a nice account because he talks some trash, he builds up his teammates, but it's all kind of playful. Really love his attitude on there. This is our five-star. He's got all oh, the tools. Yeah. Oh yeah, we love you. We love we love what you got. What you're bringing. I'm not in. even. Well, I don't want to follow him. He doesn't. He doesn't need my curse to follow him around like that. Exactly. That's probably a good point. Yeah. All right. Let's move away from the no fly zone. Talk a little bit about linebackers. Where, by God, we racked up. Ooh boy. And I gotta say, I don't have Twitter rankings here, so now it's actually going to be somewhat boy. serious breakdowns. Yeah, Number right, one. Mac. We're talking about Mac. Please talk about Mac. I'll talk about Mac. My Mac number five outside linebacker. Out of Carver Montgomery, uh, this was frankly he won the outfit of the day. He really and, did. You know, that is something we care about. As you know, we we do the lifestyle here on Houndstown Heroes. And if you saw that jacket, sawn. Yeah, it was uh, it was red, maybe not even crimson, just red with kind of a plaid pattern going on. Looked sharp. Yeah, if you follow us on Twitter. Uh, at H2 Heroes, or if you subscribe to our Facebook page, there's a picture up, and you too can envy the jacket. But with Kirby Smart going to UGA, that kind of put Matt Wilson in kind of a maybe-maybe-not situation because he had developed a strong relationship with Kirby. Nevertheless, this 
Mac Wilson got uh, Nick Saban to dab in Nick Saban's own office. So really, once you get Nick Saban to dab, you kind of have to commit. And I really think Mac is going to be a leader strictly based on the proper form Nick showed in his dab. It really was solid. Right? right? I mean, it could have been a lot, lot worse. And I think yeah. Mac probably walked him through that. Was right, he right. also I mean, the one speaking while we're on his glasses with the uh, while we're on the jacket with the fly glasses? Oh, they are. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Bruh, that's, a, that's he's got the whole look together. Yeah, real excited about his his taste. Uh huh. Exactly. He might class up the joint. That's right. Um. Next up, you know, uh, the one I'm most excited about, Ben Davis. Yeah. Uh, uh, coming out of Gordo. Took forever to commit. And so it was sort of, you know, made us wait a little longer than we needed to. I have known a few Ben Davises in my life, none of whom I would describe as winners. Really? And so I'm excited to maybe change that here. Right. Well, his dad still holds the tackling record at the University of Alabama, so he really had no choice, though he certainly made us sweat it a little bit more than we had to. I'm going to sound like a loser here. Is his dad a thing? By that you mean... I mean, I know he's the leading tackler, but it's not like a household name. No, it's not. Okay. Is it Wilson Davis, maybe, or William yeah. Davis? I want to say William, but I could be wrong about that. Yeah. I think it's the W. Uh, while you research that, I'm going to move on to the skill position, please, and talk to you about B.J. Emmons. Now, apparently, it is a weak year for tailbacks in the United States, because this cat out of Morgantown, North Carolina, uh, is the number one tailback in the country. Yet he is only sporting four stars. Yeah, bizarre. Um, I'll take it, I guess. I mean, it's a position of need. Uh, with Derrick Henry and Kenyon Drake leaving, this leaves us with uh, questionable performance. I mean, look, we all buy into the Bo Scarborough hype machine, but, you know, let's be real. We, you don't, you don't, until they get on the field, you don't know what they're going to do. So it leaves with Bo uh, and Damian Harris, who was sort of less than impressive last yeah, year. Right. Uh, so, you know, it could be a three-headed monster between those three. Uh, but at some point, somebody's going to have to take the lead and be the, the, the primary back. And at this point, we don't know who it is going to be. And that leaves us in an odd position because we've never been in a situation where we have not had a back sort of like when Derrick Henry was the number three back but got plenty of carries two years ago. We don't have that guy this year. So no. somebody is going to have to make a name for themselves immediately and without any preseason hype coming in for them. Well, and I think if anyone can do that, it's Bo Scarborough. Um, yeah. To be it's honest, like- I'm not that worried about what he'll do on the field. But should he be injured? I mean, we saw with Kenyon how your running back depth <laughs> can turn thin real quick. Right. Uh, and we've kind of mentioned the underwhelmingness that is Damian Harris. So, yeah, this is, I think, will probably prove to be an even bigger pickup than it seems right now. Yeah. We've got him, and the other running back we picked up is a three-star guy out of Tulsa, Oklahoma, who's apparently his film and in-person uh, three is a little underrated number. Everybody that's seen him uh, is extremely impressed with Joshua Jacobs. And a little tidbit about him, Ooh. he and five-star basketball recruit, who's coming in next year, played Little League ball together. Uh, so... The way th- this happens occasionally, maybe maybe we're making some inroads into Tulsa, Oklahoma, and Oklahoma as a as a whole, uh, because when you get 
you know, a couple of guys coming from a particular geographic area and they like it and they perform well, then the kids behind them follow them. And so maybe we're sort of developing a pipeline into Oklahoma that we didn't have before. Yeah, and it's weird when you look at this guy's rival profile. Uh, I mean, he has offers from Arizona State and Kansas State and Oklahoma, TCU, these schools that we don't typically yeah. uh, compete with. But I got to say, Oklahoma, that's OK with me. <laughs> Delete your account. All right. <laughs> Next up in the position, uh, uh, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I was going to say roulette wheel, but that doesn't really apply. We're going to talk about the defensive line. We had two big hits and two really big misses. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I got to say the hits are bigger than the misses. I'm ending the day optimistic about this. Number one on my board was Terrell Hall. Not even sure. Maybe it's Terrell. Uh, Defensive end from the D.C. area. Coming to the capstone, he has been... On everybody's boards forever. Uh, I thought he mm-hmm. got Saban to do a dance at one point, but maybe not. He must not have. Stop. Stop. Hashtag stop Saban dancing. That's right. We need that. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, a huge gift for us, no doubt. Yeah, and your boy Raekwon. Bruh. The number six D lineman on the board from Meridian, Mississippi. Uh, there's some interesting things about Raekwon. First of all, yeah. we talked about earlier about kids recruiting – Kids committing for three or four years to the university of their choice. Raekwon decided that he was going to commit to the University of Alabama for his next for the next two or three years. Now, if you follow any kind of university situation at all, you know that you cannot stay at a university for two or three years. You must stay for three. Interestingly, and perhaps relatedly, he also double committed to a junior college, indicated he may not be able to quite uh, to be able to qualify academically. So, you know, Raekwon may not be the sharpest tool in the shed, but nevertheless, he is the number six D lineman on the board. So, you know, you take what you can get. Yeah, it's curious. Uh, probably indicative of some issues, but I'll just say Wu Tang in the house. Right, right, right. Really right. exciting. Yeah. Uh, the misses. We talked to you about Jeffrey Simmons, and that was a little uh, odd. Uh, next up, but the other miss was Derek Brown, the number one player in Georgia. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he went to the barn. I don't even have anything good to say. He committed I, yeah, to Auburn. I mean, I just a, a barn commit. I don't yeah. know. Uh, I, I mean, <laughs> I don't know how long it's been since they got a five star defensive player, particularly on the D line, but. Lord knows they need it, but uh, again, going back to my issues with Jeffrey Simmons, why do you do that? Uh, I guess to each his own, and maybe they finally opened their checkbook for some defensive players, but if you want to go to the NFL uh, and you're on the D-line, Auburn is not where you go, but nevertheless, here we are. Q, money, 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 money. Um, And finally, the last thing about recruiting, some quick mentions about some earlier commits. We do have the number three offensive guard because we have not talked at all about offensive players. It seems like it's a very defensive-heavy uh, class. But we do have earlier commit from the number three offensive guard in the country in the name of Chris Owen out of Arlington, Texas. And the number three offensive tackle, Jonah Williams, out of Folsom City Blues. Sure, California. yeah, which is exciting. I, I, I can't I can't just say Folsom, California. I'm going to have to add that every time. And whenever he does anything good, I expect to hear some Johnny Cash. 
Um, anyway, moving along to the drum roll, because we need to give the people what they want. Hey. A look at the Tide Shooty Hoops. That's right. Since last we spoke, Bama Hoops has gone two and two, losing a heartbreaker at home to LSU Ugh. and at South Carolina. Uh, we kind of expected to lose the South Carolina game because we beat them like a drum in Tuscaloosa. And LSU, look, Ben Davis uh, believes the hype. He is yeah. everything that he came into LSU expected to be, and he is a tremendous basketball player. He'll be gone uh, at the blink of an eye. But uh, we did beat Tennessee and Coleman, and that is something that matters. Hilarious. And last night we went into Starkville and won uh, an away game at overtime. Something I did not know until I watched that game is that the Southeastern Conference checks in as the most difficult conference in America to win away an away game. Home teams win 76% of the time. Uh, and when you consider how awful some of our teams have been, for them to win 76% of the time is pretty impressive. Uh, but, nevertheless, that leaves your tied at 3-6 and six in the conference. Nothing to write home about, but given where we're supposed to be, this isn't all that bad. And as we've said all along, for the Tide to have a legitimate shot at the NCAA tournament, they need to break even in the conference, be 9-9. Nine and nine. Uh, Obviously, that means that the university will need to finish conference play at 6-3. and three. And if you look at the remaining games, that's not entirely possible. No, and i just point out that you recited the actual official Alabama basketball motto there, which is actually not all that bad. Right, exactly. So that was nice. Uh, no, like you said, finishing out even is not impossible. We've got nine games left. Five of those are at home. Uh, one of those is against top ten Tamu, Texas mm-hmm. A&M, who is setting the world on fire right now. But we also play teams like Mizzou, Muyu again, who we should beat again, uh, Auburn and their fat coach, and then one Arkansas Razorbacks. So I think all of those are winnable. Uh, if you're good at math, which none are, of us are, are. You, are Greg, no, no, not okay, me. so neither of us. But check we, out, no. yeah, we got somebody to punch these numbers. So if we can steal one on the road, that will put us at nine and nine in the conference. Stealing one is going to be easier said than done. Uh, we've got UK again, who is sort of floundering, but a but floundering gonna... UK is kind of better than us. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then we've got Florida and at LSU, which leaves us with Georgia. Yeah. The only SEC game Georgia has lost has been to the aforementioned TAMU. Uh, so it's a tall order, but anything can happen. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, Georgia is the prototypical SEC team right now. They win at home, they lose on the road. Unfortunately, we've got to go in there. Uh, but look, if we can pull that one off, uh, we're 9-9. Nine and nine. Our... Our, our our RPI varies, depending on who you ask. Last night, some, someone had us at 41, which 41 gets you in if you have a decent conference record. Mm-hmm. Some have us in the 80s, which will not. But if we go 6-3, and three, remaining in the conference, that number will jump up. Uh, and I, 9 and 9 will get us in, I'm pretty confident. Otherwise, we're looking at the NIT, uh, which, frankly... For this team, uh, without its starting point guard that was picked to be 13th in the conference, the NIT is an absolute victory. Yeah, I agree. I mean, any postseason activity for us will be a win-win. It'll lead to more practices and more experience in the game and kind of give us a taste of what that's like after finishing the season. Speaking of 
win-wins and postseason. There's something we need to discuss here at the end of the show that I'm springing on you, and I apologize for that. I was going to say, this is totally off script. What's happening? What's going on? There's a game this Sunday. Right. We've got to talk about it. Let's go ahead. All right. The Super Bowl is every Alabama fan's nightmare this year as it pits one Peyton Manning versus one Cameron Newton. Right. Uh, Two quarterbacks who, frankly, uh, are very good and and played some of their best college ball against the Crimson Tide. They can straight go to hell. Both right, exactly. So this is definitely, without doubt, going to be a meteor game where we watch our TVs begrudgingly and hope that everything cuts black, only right. to hear news reports later that the whole stadium imploded. Right, exactly. Uh, Not when anybody we totally do. That's right, that's right. The line in this game has <laughs> the Carolina Panthers as six-point phase, led by that Mike Shula offense. God. Tell you what. Mike Shula is going to get a head coaching offer, isn't he? Yes, 100%. And I'm going to shoot myself, slap in the head. It's going to be amazing. Right. Honestly, I mean, he would do better with the Titans than whatever we've got now. Huh? Probably so. I would take him. Um, are, we going to, are we going to pick against the uh, Yeah, let's decide who we hate here. I hate Carolina on this. Six, I think Carolina probably wins, uh, but I think six is entirely too many. Um, I am not going to count Peyton out. Uh, a lot of people do that, but... Peyton Manning at Super Bowl is something I'm not going to say no to. I think it's a four-point game. What about you? See, I think most athletes are, like they say, oh, this is my swung song, I'm going to go play well, and then it's not really a big deal. But Peyton is kind of cerebral enough where he may make it a big deal and do well. But I saw Peyton in that last Super Bowl against the Seahawks, which was horrendous. Uh, If you'll remember, he fumbled that snap on the Yes. Uh, oh, yes. Because if you if you recall, I, I love to bet a prop bet on a Super Bowl. Now, all right, the two things, now the odds are horrible, but the two things you always bet are a two-point conversion and a safety. Mm-hmm. I mean, it costs you a world of money, but you're going to make it because there's never a two-point conversion or a safety. Well, I'll be damned if there wasn't a two-point conversion and a safety that Peyton Manning caused both of them. Thanks, Peyton. Thanks, Archie. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but that said, you know, I just I think Cam may prove to be like the best that's ever done it. I am I am so embarrassed to say that I'm kind of on the Cam train, uh, and I think he dabs on them folks. Really? All yeah. Right. So I like the Camthers to cover here, and I would bet more money than any prop bet I've ever bet that Tumors gets rolled if that's the case. That is the oh god! It's a whole little village of Panther fans. You didn't know. It really is. It really is. Well, having said that, I think that if I'm betting that game, I bet the under. I both. That's the two best defenses in the NFL. Yeah. yeah. Unless something crazy happens, it's a twenty. It's a twenty point. I think. I think the total is fifty four right now. I don't see either team getting the twenty eight. So I. Uh, I think. The, I think the under is the play. But we have a, a measure of disagreement on who to take in this game. Uh, yeah, it sounds like we do. And I think we can both agree. Let's just hope the stadium can keep the lights on this year. Or not. Exactly. All right. Well, you've listened to another uh, scintillating edition of Houndstooth Heroes. As always, thank you for joining us. Please check out our website, houndstoothheroes.com. And we will be back in a couple of weeks to talk about, well, we don't know what we're going to talk about. We'll figure something we'll out. figure it out. Exactly. Take us home, my brother. All right. Y'all be good. Roll Ted.